Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 712 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. Going to take a quick moment here to talk about a really sexy topic. Ready? The state legislature's Joint Committee on Finance public hearings on the state budget. Just don't turn it off yet. <laughs> Boring. I heard you. Oh, boy. You, mm. you fought me on this. You're like, <laughs> like, hey, I talked to Senate Majority Leader Lemahue about, you know, budget stuff. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah. There's, okay. there's four hearings are going to hold. I'm like, okay. Mm. Uh, so I found something interesting okay. in that conversation. Sure I did. promise. No one would accuse us of not having enough fun on this show. Okay. So if we're going to take <laughs> a moment to talk about it, so we do okay, have yeah. to have information that we pass Agreed on that. State budget process underway. State lawmakers and the governor working on the two-year spending plan, and citizens are invited, as they are in the process, to participate. Now, I spoke with Devin Lemahue. He is the Senate Majority Leader and uh, Republican of Oostburg this week about how that process plays out. So the Joint Committee on Finance is made up of both Republicans and Democrats from both the Assembly and the Senate, and they're the ones who are really going to do the hard work of sort of hammering out the details of what's in the budget. You had in the news... Today, basically, legislators are starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. There are some proposals that they'll look at that Governor Evers laid out, but the budget that they ultimately pass and send back to him is not going to be the budget that he's presented. So as they work on that process, they hold hearings across the state. There are going to be four of them. The one closest to us will be in Waukesha at the Expo Center. These are nine-hour ordeals. You have four of those. So you're going to have essentially hour to hour, a day and a half of testimony. That these lawmakers will be. Why do you say to. it like that? I mean, this is can be riveting stuff. Because there are hearings, but is there any actual listening? You know, Senator, people are cynical on government. I'm sure you don't need me to t- to tell you that, <laughs> but I'm sure there are a lot of folks who would be listening right now who say they don't really listen to us. We can go there, we can share our public comment. That's all well and good, but they don't really listen to us. Are members of the Joint Finance Committee listening to people in the public, and does that enter into their conversation as they debate this? When I was, I spent one term on the finance committee, and I went to all the, all four of the listening sessions that year, and listened to, you know, the nine hours at everyone. Um, but what I think is more important, or as important, so next week Monday, I'm holding listening sessions around my district now that the governor's budget is out. So I'm working with my my three assembly men and women and uh, schedule, we have five listening sessions around the district so that way I can hear what's important to people um, in my own district and see what's on their mind and and I'm sure there'll be a lot of feedback uh, that's why we do it right now because the governor's budget is out to get feedback on that. So that's Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahue of Oostburg. So what I heard in there Eric is yes people are welcome to come and but also I heard if you really want to have an impact, if you want your voice to really matter, start at your local level with your state senator, with your state representative, because also you can hold the vote, your vote over their head too. develop that relationship and do it there. Not saying you shouldn't go out to one of these giant listening sessions, but it's always better to start small and local. Boring. All right. I'm sorry. Brandon Snyde <laughs> has sports coming up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NBA's best team was back in action last night, this time with no Giannis and no Drew, and it turned out to be no problem for the Bucks. Middleton the other way around the Lopez screen, takes it right of the lane, lobs up top, give and go action, and Lopez drops the hammer with the jam on the alley-oop. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Bucks defuse the Magic by a final score of 134 to 123 to grab their 47th win on the season. Brooke Lopez, a.k.a. Splash Mountain, was feeling right at home in the land of Disney on Tuesday, leading the way for the Bucks with 26 points. Here's a pass to Portis. Portis sends it left of the lane to Lopez. Lopez draws another foul and lays it in off the window. Maybe not the best way of describing that. Shoots it in off the window. He was putting that shot up from about 10 feet away. And he was unstoppable after the game. Head coach Mike Budenholzer on the offensive variety from his big man. It's really, really impressive. You know, tonight he doesn't have a, I don't think he had a three-pointer. And, you know, that's kind of rare. Um, he still has 24, whatever it is. And he's taking guys off the bounce. Um, you know, he's getting offensive rebounds. He's doing just lots of different things. And uh, like I said, just his the variety. Um, you know, it's been an emphasis. He's grown. You know, hopefully we've grown. Um, you know, and he's just uh, he's a better player. And, and, you know, we're fortunate again, just all the different things he can do. Lopez had a big night, as did both Javon Carter, who got the start in place of Drew Holiday, who sat out with neck soreness, and Chris Middleton, who saw his playtime ramp up following his knee, knee injury. Both of them had 24 points. Next up for the Bucks is a home game against the Brooklyn Nets this Thursday. And to the NFL, where quarterback watch is in full effect. According to ESPN, the New York Jets have conducted multiple meetings with the Packers four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers on both Monday and Tuesday in regards to his playing future. Those meetings included the Jets' whole front office owner, Woody Johnson, head coach Robert Sala, and newly hired offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett flying out to California and spending the day with Rodgers on Tuesday in person and reportedly flew back out to New York late Tuesday night. According to some, though, the decision to move on from Rodgers was made three years ago. You traded up for Jordan Love and felt good enough about that to give up a fourth-round pick. Um, you know, The word at the Combine was everyone is hearing how much more He's improved how much Green Bay likes him. And I think if you're Brian, you have to say to yourself, like, look, I really made this decision three years ago. Like, I, when I signed these trade papers, you know, that's just the formality. That's crossing the T's and dying the I's. I made this decision when we traded up for Jordan Love. And if you believed in Jordan Love then, you know, that's your future. It's a hard decision, but it sounds like it's the appropriate one. That was Mike Tannenbaum, who joined Wilde and Tausch yesterday as the former GM for the New York Jets, who was the man in charge, actually. When the Packers and Jets last made a massive trade for a former MVP, when Brett Favre was dealt. With all this being said, though, there's still still no indication any trade is imminent at this time, and the new league year begins next week on March 15th. Coming up, who goes to Mexico for cosmetic surgery? You might be surprised. Signing a limited WTMG News Time 720. on Wisconsin's Morning News. We do have some new information this morning on the four Americans who were kidnapped by Mexican drug lords just the other side of the border from Brownsville, Texas. We now know two of them were killed. Two others survived. They are back in the U.S. this morning. Here's ABC's Andrew Dimbert. 
Two Americans who survived a kidnapping in Mexico are back in the U.S., arriving in a convoy of ambulances, military trucks with mounted machine guns, and SUVs. Police say the survivors and two of their friends, all from South Carolina, were kidnapped in Matamoros, Mexico Friday, across the border from Brownsville, Texas, an area plagued by drug cartel violence. So why were they in Mexico? We did learn from family members, at least one, if not a couple of the people in the group, they were going to get some sort of cosmetic surgery, right? Correct. And I know it's at least one. I felt like in one of the reports this morning, maybe two of them. Yeah, it's been a little fluid, but but yeah. The group of them had gone down together. Mm -hmm. At least one of them was going to have one of these surgeries. And I I know it left a lot of folks wondering, like, who goes to Mexico and has cosmetic surgery or surgery of any kind? Told you, a good friend of mine, Dr. Tom Corcus, Saloon Cosmetic Surgery and Med Spa. He's a board-certified cosmetic surgeon. I've known him for a lot of years. And he and I have talked about this before, but people do travel to different places outside of the U.S., for various procedures. Yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons people end up uh, journeying to Mexico, Puerto Rico, the Dominican for surgery, but a lot of it has to do with just the cost. Dr. Tom Corcus, a board-certified cosmetic surgeon. Uh, so the issue is, obviously, kidnapping in a dangerous part of Mexico aside, it's cheaper in part because there are not some of the protections that we have the on restrictions, the guidelines yes. that we have here. Hoops doctors have to jump through, yep. what types of facilities, all that. So it is a lot cheaper. Dr. Cork is telling us that uh, he has seen and heard of some pretty ugly outcomes. I could tell you a bunch of horror stories, people returning from these areas, um, and problems are going to arise. So when you get the surgery outside of the United States and you come back in, it's very difficult to get a board-certified plastic surgeon to pick up the care, particularly if there's a complication. And when we were talking about this yesterday, some folks did t- text us on the old National Bank talk and text line with stories of, of very good outcomes for either family members or people that they know. I saw a number of comments about gastric bypass surgery, which can be an expensive procedure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so many others. And folks reporting, no, I, I had a friend who went and had this done somewhere else and and enjoyed the success. Yeah, it was fantastic. So Dr. Tommy was saying like, yeah, that happens too. It's just, it's hit or miss. Well, that's the thing. You don't know who's doing the work. Um, I will tell you that that some of these destinations um, have uh, very qualified surgeons, uh, particularly in South America. But otherwise, it's a crapshoot. I mean, they're just they're trolling off, trolling these patients off the internet. Wow. So you you don't know what you're getting. I'm going to tell you. I had a woman who went down to Mexico for gastric bypass surgery a few years back, and the reason she went is because it was much cheaper. And I will tell you, they put the incisions on her, they put her to sleep, put the incisions on her abdomen. Uh, She came back to the United States a week later, never lost an ounce of weight, went and saw the local gastric bypass uh, doctors here in town. They worked her up, and they never did the surgery. Oh. So they just gave her incisions and pretended like it it was a surgery. Sent her on her way, said, oh, this is going to be great for you, right? And then and you it, have no, no legal recourse either. There's nothing you can do with that. How hard is it to sue somebody in another country, you know, or maybe even, like, again, depending on where you're going, like, maybe that's not even there anymore mm-hmm. by the time but, you get it all figured out. Wouldn't you think that's bad for business? You know what I mean? It's like, that gets around that this guy is a jerk and did this. Well, sure. I guess, I guess Deb. I, just I mean, think, like, obviously you want to sue people, but unfortunately there's another country, so right, it makes that's, it that much more difficult. So. That's your issue. Yeah. 
And like you said, there are some good outcomes. And I actually know doctors locally who say that they've been invited or had an opportunity to go overseas and be that surgeon in some sort of spa in the Middle East or something like that where they do these things. And I uh, don't know anybody who's taken them up on that. But so that's a real thing. And you could end up with a real good outcome. You just don't know. So, again, uh, that's Dr. Tom Corcus. And again, this morning, two of those people who were kidnapped in Mexico, we know they are dead. The two survivors are back in the U.S. and hopefully on the road to recovery. on Wisconsin's Morning News. The boss in town. Pfizer Forum last night. Just trying to sift through some social media, see how the show was. Did you text Scafidi or no? Scafidi says, awesome. He says it's one of of the best shows I've ever seen. And he's seen the boss a few times. You know, what's interesting is Piet Levy, who is the... uh, arts critic for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, texted or or posted to Twitter almost the same thing. Said, uh, Springsteen at Pfizer Forum, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. A nearly three-hour epic where one of the best to ever do it gave what he felt, uh, gave what felt like the performance of a lifetime. Isn't that amazing? Dang. For someone who has played a lot of those tunes for decades, you know, the same song. Over and over again, but to bring it, just to come out and just bring it, that's great. I mean, if we read the same story, I mean, the newscast repeats several times over through the morning, right? Even when you get to that third read, you know, if it's your time, it's like, they always say, keep your energy up. We know you've read this before, but, like, you know, like keep keep delivering the sure. newscast yeah. with energy. Yeah. To your point, how many times has he played Born to Run? How many times has he played, you know, to go out there and crush it every time? Or if you're awaiting a table and, and coming in and, and just smiling and being happy to wait that right. eighth table in a row, asking for the same thing. Here's a little bit more of what uh, Levy posted. Place was packed. Said so the band was really good also. So this was not E Street Band, right? Mm-mm. I don't believe so. I don't know if there were any familiar members of the E Street Band that might have been still part of this band, but either way, sounds like on a couple of different accounts and other folks on social well, saying it was a pretty good show. We'll be able to tell how good it was by the shape Steve is in when we see him one hour from now. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll check in with, with Scafidi a little bit before his show, yep. get his review. Coming up a little bit later this morning, Brandon Snide has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Quarterback watch in the NFL continues as ESPN has reported the New York Jets sent out a contingent of team officials on Tuesday out to California to meet in person with the Packers four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. Those that made the trip included owner Woody Johnson, general manager Joe Douglas, and head coach Robert Sala. The meeting has yet to be determined if a trade will happen. But according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, he believes there are only two likely scenarios for the quarterback heading into 2023. My sense is there continue to be more and more signs about him leaving Green Bay. And I think in the end, my sense is that ultimately it will come down to whether he wants to play elsewhere, which would be really the New York Jets 
or whether he wants to retire. To me, those are the two most logical options and the two most likely scenarios here. It was also reported no trade is imminent, but that Rodgers is open to the idea of playing in New York. Teams can start making some trades and signing free agents one week from today as the NFL New League year begins on March 15th. Over to the hardwood where the NBA's best team was back in action last night as the Milwaukee Bucks were in Orlando to take on the Magic. The Bucks, they were without all-stars in both Giannis and Drew Holiday, and, well, it turned out to be no issue for them. It was knocked away by Ingles as he tried to get to Wagner, and now it's Carter going the other way. Mentioned he likes this shot, and he pulls up and sticks the transition three from the right wing. Carter would splash that three home and score a total of 24 points on the night, while Brooke Lopez led the charge with 26. Overall, it was a great team win as six players ended up scoring in double figures. And, well, despite having the best record in the lead, head coach Mike Budenholzer still sees some areas of improvement. We're looking just to, to you know, improve and get better. Um, we like the depth of the roster. We feel like we can go lots of different ways. So, um, you know, we just want to keep getting better, keep getting better defensively, um, really, really work to improve offensively and be playing our best ball going into the playoffs. Bucks are back in action Thursday as they welcome in the Brooklyn Nets to the Pfizer Forum. Two college hoops where Wisconsin gets set to kick off their Big Ten tournament tonight against Ohio State. Beginning here at 5.30 earlier this week, ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi joined ESPN Madison to break down Wisconsin's path to the college basketball tournament. Well, if we assume that, you know, we're talking at large and then mm-hmm. not winning the whole tournament, right, you have to, then we know they're going to lose the game, right? Right. Presumably against a really good tournament-level team. So I would say to move ahead, they need to win more of those games than they lose. So at least two wins and maybe three to be safe. Wisconsin is currently a 12 seed in the Big Ten tournament, and with a win tonight, would look to face off with the number 5 seed, Iowa, on Thursday. This college basketball tournament update is presented by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. Let's say you're in a hotel, you go get great takeout, uh, there is no fridge. Innovator. It sits out overnight. Do you dabble with the brisket the next morning or does it have to go in the garbage? And Packers Hall of Famer. I just didn't know from a scientific standpoint where you're at with gut rot and everything else, but it was really good. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Springsteen in Milwaukee last night. Tausch, uh, are you, yeah, have you seen Bruce? Is that up your alley or no? I've I've seen Springsteen once. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys or bands that you, uh, you have to go see, just like I went and saw Elton John when he was in Madison. And anytime they get... In this vicinity, you don't know when is going to be the last time. So I've been to Springsteen once. I would have loved to have went last night. I I heard it was an absolute rocker last night. And he is, I think he's just one. I don't care, you know, what kind of music you love. You listen to Bruce, and I think everybody enjoys his music. I have never heard anyone who said, yeah, I was at Springsteen, and it sucked. sucked." (laughs) Never, (laughs) never. Yeah, I, I was wondering what built you know, the, this idea of the set list. When you have a catalog like Springsteen, you can get some songs you don't like. 
Like, I don't care who you are as an artist. There's some songs that are clunkers that aren't, you know, the mainstream hits and everything else. So I was, I guess I'm a little curious how Billstead could say, well, what does that mean with the, if he, he could have played a couple of songs, I'm sure Springsteen has a couple of clunkers. Not no. every song he's thrown out there is a hit. <laughs> I know. I, I guess I'm just saying after all these years, you'd think that like, you know, maybe give or take a handful of songs you know what you're going to get, right? And you're going to hear nothing but hit after hit. Whether or not it's the same hits, it's going to be the majority of them are going to be of his higher standard catalog. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. So if you guys could pick anybody to go see at Fiserv, who you picking? Uh, oh, like, I haven't tough, seen right? McCartney. I'd like to see McCartney or you 2 Man, I don't know. I'll give it some thought. Because now okay. I'm, slow, I'm slowing it down, and we got to get to Aaron Rodgers stuff here, Tausch. What do you make of the big meeting yesterday? That's a lot of folks who got on that airplane and went out to talk to Aaron. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I really thought you know it's been such a roller coaster. This whole kind of uh, well, Aaron's going to be back. Is he going to retire? And I thought last week Tuesday when Goody spoke, and you didn't hear that we want him back definitely. Uh, that's when I really felt like things had changed and we're going in a direction that uh, I still have hope. But when you send the owner, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, I don't know who else, the GM, I don't know who else was on that plane, uh, you have you are putting on the full court press. So Aaron still has to decide if he's going to play. We all believe he's still going to play. And now it just comes down to, does the New York Jets give him everything he is looking for for an opportunity to win a championship? Because I do wonder if the you know the bridge is burning behind him as far as any con- any chance that he comes back to Green Bay. So now it comes; it's all in Aaron's hands. He, because of how he negotiated that last contract, he controls every card as far as how it wants to go. And I actually would be fascinated because it does feel like in some of the reporting that the Green Bay Packers want him to leave. They they want him to either retire or move on, which I, I just still am shocked that that's kind of the sentiment of where we're at, but that's what happens when you have a season that was as disappointing as the Packers had last year. Tausch, unfortunately this is not the first time in Green Bay that we've seen a uh, MVP-type quarterback be traded or, or talked to being traded to a New York football team. What's the locker room? What's the What are the guys talking about? How are they perceiving this? Uh, how does this look uh, if he does come back? You know, back to Green Bay. I mean, what are the what are the what is his teammates talking about? Yeah, it's it. Well, first off, it's it's nice that it's the off season and you're, you're you don't have everybody back, so it's not. But there's everybody is talking, and they're just like us. I remember when the Favre situation uh, was playing out, and he retired. And phones blowing up. I was out on the West Coast, and you know, just talking to teammates. Everybody just wanted a resolution because. You understand that it's a business, and you would love. I know from a veteran player standpoint, I wanted Brett Favre back because I knew that would help us in 2008. The organization looked long term, luckily for the Packer fans. So you want your best team for the next year, but you also want to make sure you're not alienate teammates. You are just like a fan in this case. You're learning, you're scrolling now through Twitter and trying to find as much information as you can because it directly affects your livelihood. I think I'd see you two again. Yeah, I'm going Killers again. Killers open five serve, and I might be a little bit of a, you know, I think Killers are going to do the Super Bowl, but 
Elton John does a heck of a show too. So Boy, you guys are going repeats. Go wrong I figured I'll, you'd go something new. I'll go Garth Brooks. Well, who's new that uh, I mean? Well, who's I new, new that I want to see? I mean, it's, new for you. Yeah. Meaning like that you haven't haven't seen. Oh yeah. Out. Nah. Yeah, I'm not as creative as I'd like to be, Eric. I, <laughs> yeah, I wish that was the case. I, like the I, killers. I, mean, I am a loyalist. Like stick with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs>